One Team Media. This is the Bogies and Bourbon Podcast, a weekly podcast talking about two of our favorite loves, golf and bourbon. And now your hosts, Justin and Matt. All right, Justin and Matt here, back with another episode of Bogies and Bourbon Podcast. You doing okay, Justin? Yeah, what's up, Matt? Doing you, well. You can hear me now. Okay, so we were we having can, a yeah. I couldn't see you a second ago either. Okay, well, here I am. I'm here. Yeah. Back from vacation, larger than life. Um, literally larger than life. I, th- I think I gained 10 pounds, and I had my first uh, official work day back on Tuesday, and I was, like, stressed out that morning because I was like, I'm serious. I don't think any pants are going to fit me. Um, and I was like stressed out a little bit about it. Well, we got it figured out. It was good. I thought you were going to say that you were dragging your ass from, you know, being hungover and stuff like that. You're actually stressed because you didn't have pants that would fit. No, I didn't. I, that wasn't the case. Yeah, I was having a yeah. good time. I was having too good of a time. Um, yeah. it, we smoked a whole box of cigars. An entire box of cigars were smoked by about five guys uh, mm-hmm. over a week. So it was a lot. It was, yeah. uh, I don't know how many is in a box, but it sounds like a lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had a good trip. Um, I know we have a lot to talk about because we didn't, we didn't do a show last week. Um, right. And I played a couple of courses in uh, Alabama. We can talk about that. Also, yeah. we have to talk about uh, John Rahm, obviously, because we didn't talk about that before. Um, he, he had the sniffles and he had to leave the course. Um, all of a sudden it was, I don't think he was even sick. Was he? I don't think he, no, had he, was, he was asymptomatic. He was fine. <sighs> so ridiculous. Um, I was going back and forth with people on Twitter about, about that whole deal. We'll talk about that. Um, you had some old fashioned, um, reviews. Um, uh, yeah. we, we need to start just getting, we just start doing the reviews again. And I think we had texted about, you need to show like good old fashions. And I think I'm going to start reviewing bad old fashions. <laughs> Yeah. At the same time. I like it. Yeah. A few bad ones lately. Yeah. Quality content. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, went, I had a bad one. Went to Country Club of Jackson where they have the Sanderson uh, Farm Championship. Which shouldn't be bad. It shouldn't be bad there. Right. I know. Yeah. It should be like, you know, Old South, like an old Southern mm-hmm. clubhouse. And should, I mean, it came out and it was so bad that he handed it to my brother in law who ordered a margarita. And it was pink and it had no orange peel. It was nothing. It was like just all cherry juice. It was terrible. And the guy said, here's a margarita. He said, oh, wait, that's an old fashioned. So I knew from the jump that it was going to be tough. Um, I actually didn't even drink it all. It was terrible. Oh, I had a bad so, one in, uh, in Florida at uh, the Oyster Bar, which is a very popular place in Perdido. Um, and it's actually one of the nicer places that you can go in Perdido and they have a killer bar. Usually, I mean, well, I shouldn't say killer, but they just have a lot of good drinks and whatever. And it came back to me and it was just like red. It looked like a Cosmo. And I'm like, this, I know it's not going to taste good. I take a sip and I'm like, nope, doesn't taste good. Um, I just gave it back to the bartender and said, I'll get something else. Like, I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can hop back there if you want me to, is kind of what I wanted <laughs> to say. Um, yeah. But. I uh, followed up with, I uh, went to another bar, like a little speakeasy and had an improved one. It was, um, I think it's called like the campfire old fashioned and okay. it's, uh, has like, it's smoke has like that, you know, they infuse the smoke in it and let it sit for a little bit and it was good. Um, 
it wasn't the best I've had. But then last week I was at in Starkville for the regional. Okay. And a buddy of mine, um, he's like this pretty wealthy guy in Starkville, and he flew in. He's opening up a couple of restaurants in Starkville, and he flew in um, Jerry Jones's bartender. Okay. Like his personal bartender. And this dude was churning out drinks left and right. And, and he said, what do you want? And I was like, well, what do you have? And he just kind of scoffed. He just laughed. Anything and, you want, right. And I said, well, man, I'll, he said, I can make a good old-fashioned. I said, yeah, let's do it. And it was like a revelation. It was like when you know, you said you, you said earlier, when I know it, when I have a good one, I'm going to know it's a good one. Yeah. And I could have drank 10 of those. I mean, it was so good. It wasn't overly sweet. You could taste the yep. orange in it. And you could smell the orange. It was just perfect. Yep. And um, I was like, I want that dude at my, like every, any event I have to make drinks. Yeah. He, um, he also made a, um saltless margarita that was in, had salt foam in it and he had infused uh salt and then made it uh where he frothed it enough to uh where it was just foam on top wow it was unreal i mean i could i would have rather sat there and just drink all the drinks he had well, instead that, of going that, yeah that's the guy that you just say hey make whatever you want and yeah and let me be your taster or whatever you just make yeah. friends with him and he'll just yeah pull me off the floor tonight yeah and i'll be good but yeah, it was, I mean, I wanted to send videos. I should have done it, uh, a picture or a video of something and sent it to you because it was so good. You'd have been jealous of it. No, that's awesome. I would have, I, I would have loved that. Like I love good mixologists and like there's one bar here in town in Baton Rouge that they just have guys who just create whatever you want. And uh, when we were doing the whole old fashioned challenge, this guy was just like, every time we would come back, he had something new and he was like, you said you liked coffee last time because we just mentioned it in passing we're asking for like coffee cocktails and he made an old fashioned with coffee. Like it was like coffee infused bourbon or something like that, that he used. It was crazy. Um, and then another time he made a, um, flambéed like bananas, fosters old fashioned where he, oh, he, so he soaked the banana in bourbon and then flambéed it inside of the, yeah, it was just ridiculous. So yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm drinking. So you had you have a good pick today, but I have uh, Michter's little. I hate you. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, picked that up um, actually in Florida. We were we were running out, and I went and picked that up. Uh, you have a good bottle that you're drinking. Yeah, right? uh, Michter's is good. I had it a couple weeks ago when we were on the show. Mm-hmm. I had never had it before then. It was really good. Uh, yeah, I, I actually have a little gem. Let's see there we go. Eagle rare. Yeah, a barrel pick. Let's yeah, see there we go. Store pick yeah, Eagle rare. Yeah. That is yeah. odd for Baton Rouge, I think. Um, I think the allocations of those are really hard to come by. So yeah, um, I actually got uh, two bottles. Sent my, I bought one and sent my nine-month pregnant wife in to get another one <laughs> because I said one for customer. So she waddled herself in there and got uh, me one. Speaking of, all right, so uh, we're gonna just gonna say it. She's being induced on Thursday, and we next normally, Thursday, a week from today. Yeah, I'm gonna be normally, a dad a week we around this time next Thursday. Yeah, we normally do our shows on Thursday, so yeah. Uh, we either gonna have you on or we'll have a, a replacement for you next week. But um, yeah, yeah, that should be fun. It's uh, <laughs> it's gonna be something. Yeah, somebody was telling me today they're like, man, it's gonna be a stressful day, and I was like, well, it's not gonna be for me. Yeah, I don't have. I just have to sit there. Yeah, it is hard to hold uh, hand. Yeah, and like it, my wife was gonna be uh, stressing out, and she she's the one that's got to do all the work. My job's done. You're not a film from the other side kind of guy, right? Like, <laughs> what's he saying? You ever seen Knocked Up? Yes. 
He's like, you ever seen a vagina by itself? Not for me. Yeah, he's like, don't go in there. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't go in there. Yeah, so I think I'm going to stay at the head of the bed and not move and maybe have an extra bed on standby <laughs> just for me. You know, it's probably going to be, she's maybe that's going to have to birth the child and then wake me up probably. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, so we're excited. It'll, uh, yeah, next Thursday it's all going to change. So yeah. I'm going to, really, I'm going to try to play as much golf from now until then as possible. Uh, um, I don't know. Enjoy the, the last weekend I have. Well, you, just, you played today, right? So how many, how many times have you played this week so far? It's Thursday. Well, today was the first day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't played. I played um, like last Monday, so I haven't played but twice. And I know I'm slacking. I don't know the rain. The weather's been terrible here. It's it, like, yeah, and we, we were like we were on foot. vacation, and it was raining apparently every day in Baton Rouge. So thank God it didn't rain at all while we were in Florida. Um, I'm playing again tomorrow afternoon. Nice. So that'll be the first time I've played since vacation. Yeah, um, but vacation. All right, so we go to Kiva Dunes. That was the first first stop. Um, I can just tell you this. Those are probably the best greens that I've ever played. Really? Ever. Uh, as far as toughness and everything like that, um, I mean, I actually, I, for me, I feel like I played decent on a really tough course because, um, I mean, I shot a 98, which isn't great, I understand. But for me to shoot under, no. under 100 at a tough course like that, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Anytime um, you play under 100, you play around bogey golf or a little above golf, you play hitting some good shots. So I found out the key at Kiva is lag putting and like understand because some of the pin placements were in crazy spots. Like you had like two tiers going up to a middle tier and like the pin would be right on the edge. And it was like, I mean, playing at mini golf or something where it, you, you just leave it a little short and it would roll back down. We, we did it like we played a foursome. I must have happened. Five, five to ten times uh, that somebody would put something um, over there. But we caught it the day before they were about to punch the greens. So yes. if we would have waited a little bit longer, it, it would have been just nothing but sand over the top of them. So yeah, we, it would have been terrible. We were talking about going back there again for a second time. We're like, oh, yeah, they punched the greens. That'll be awful. But um, then, And then the next round we played at uh, the Peninsula. Yeah, um, I played there. Uh, very good course. I just didn't like it as much as Kiva Dunes. Yeah, it's not as nice. It's 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 nice. Yes. But, yeah. Well, I, my my view was okay. If I'm going to play bad somewhere, I want to play bad. I'd rather play bad over there than play bad over here. Um, it was not forgiving at all. Like, I don't know. There was something about it. It was just. It wasn't the same. It, it like Kiva Dunes to me felt like okay. This is a really nice course that I'm playing at, um, and the other one just didn't. I mean, it was good. You just didn't have all the little things that you would expect out of a very nice course. It was still right. it was probably more difficult, actually. But, um, yeah, just not quite the same. Um, so, yeah, I didn't play well there either. Um, I actually shot over 100 there. Uh, my brother-in-law beat everybody, and he's, he's like, 6'7", and he can, like, every now and then he just pulls out, like, a 300-yard drive. But he was um, – I think he shot like in the eighties both times, but it was like awesome. I think 85, 85, something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they good ball. No, he's good. He's, he's one of those guys who grew up playing and he trained, like he went to get lessons and stuff and like, man, I just never, I've never done any of that stuff. And I wish I would, but it's yeah. too late for me. But, um, but yeah, so we got a big, um, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, you got a six-man deal coming up, huh? Yeah, we got a big six-man uh, coming up. Actually, the 4th of July weekend. Okay. And it's a, one of the biggest tournaments in Tubal. It's just a, it's cool to have a big party the night before. So it'll be a two-day tournament on like Saturday and Sunday of July 4th weekend. Okay. And on Friday, they have a drawing. So you have all A players, um, which will be like plus handicaps to about scratch. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, maybe – maybe scratch to one and then you have one handicaps to what, you know, four or five, and then they kind of tear it off. And since there's six people, what they do is they put all the A players up on a board and then they'll start with like the lowest. So ABCD, so F players, and they'll draw names of the F players out of a hat. And then you can go pick the A player you want to play with. Okay. And then, uh, then they do it like, you know, all the way back up. So I was telling you, uh, off air that like realistically my handicap is probably like a two or a three, but I have it set in the get in the handicap network to a five. Okay. Well, actually, I played so badly a couple weeks ago. I it actually bumped it up to a 6.2. Uh-huh. So I'm never entering another score. I'm just going to live as a six <laughs> handicap that sandbags the hell out of everybody. And I'm going to be a C player. That's probably a borderline a or B player in the tournament. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to hopefully lurk in the shadows and get picked up. Uh, get to play with some, you know, plus four handicap, and we just ride off in the sunset and won a couple thousand dollars in that tournament. That's great. Um, yeah, and then probably, and then I'll probably never get to play again. But you'll have to just keep, you know, going in rotation of different places at that. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride um, around, you know, play the game. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm not the only one that'll do that. No, there's ringers all over the place. And you're yeah, you just so happen to be a B ringer and not an A ringer. You know, right. Yeah. yeah. That'd be tough. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Cause it'll be the first time I'll probably get to play golf since the baby and I'll get out of the house and it'll just be a fun party that Friday night. And then, uh, drinking and golf playing golf, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So unless, unless she says, look, I just can't handle this. You're gonna have to cancel this. What are you going to nah, do? No, we, we already, made that. <laughs> you've already talked we, about it. Yeah. We've already talked about it. I was like, listen, I won't play in a couple other tournaments. If you just let me play in that one. And so I, we're good. And she, uh, she's already given me the, uh, her blessing. And, uh, so what a, what a woman, I know <laughs> so, I was like, well, it'll be okay. It'll be two weeks. Like he's two weeks. He's basically grown. So <laughs> yeah, he's good. He, I mean, he can basically keep himself. Yeah, he can he's do whatever good. he wants now. He can get, yeah, exactly. He's already watching R rated movies at two weeks. So. <laughs> um, so you, what are your drives normally? Like, what are you doing? Like, a drive, yeah. off a drive? Um, probably 300, 305. Okay, so you are 300. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, want, I hit a couple on TrackMan a couple weeks ago, about 320, but I think it was, like, juiced up. Okay. Uh, I typically hit. I carry it about 270, and just depending on roll. I, hit, I mean, I hit one um, at Kiva that was, like, it must have been 260. That was probably yeah. one of the longest drives I've ever hit. And uh, out drove everybody. Yeah, out drove the 6'7 guy, everything. And everybody was like, whoa, where did that come from? Because I never hit long like that. But um, I, I did something on, at Kiva. I figured something out, and then I lost it like two days later. <laughs> It was well, I was good. that was some bourbon and some vodka and some cigars. Well, and, it, I was and uh, late nights and so I had figured out something where basically, like I would line. Oh, we got up. a demo. We yeah, got a demo. I got a club right here. Um, I would line up and 
I had noticed I had started hitting the ball. I started using a lot more wrist action than I normally do. Well, I started hitting a lot of balls off the heel. And so I just made a simple adjustment where I, I went back and then all of a sudden I would just take a little step back, like just like a little shimmy back or whatever. And when I started doing that, I started hitting like really good drives and like straight and everything. I did the same thing two days later. And it's like duds, like back back to the same thing. It was something with my reach and like making sure I was extending myself. Yeah. I don't know. I lost it. And I just got in my head after that. Um, When you, when you all come, when you and Jack come up for old Waverly, we'll, um, I don't want a training course. I don't want any of that. No, I said, well, yeah, well, no, I said, well, you'll have it figured out by then. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I got some, uh, (laughs) We have a sponsor for One Team One Podcast that lives on a nice golf course, and I already told him. I said, I texted him today actually, and I said, "Hey, when are you, um, like, when are you going to play golf next?" And he's always out of town. He was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm." He's got this baseball tournament next weekend for his kids, and he's like, "After this weekend, I'm like, I'm in." And I go, "Okay, call me every time, and I'll come out there." So, yeah, he can he can be a client that we go to take play golf or whatever so no, no doubt expense that stuff exactly so yeah. um yeah um all right so what else we got going on we have well i know we have the john rom stuff that we need to talk about um and i was texting uh not texting i was tweeting with um john peterson uh, lsu golf former lsu golfer and pro golfer yeah. uh about this whole situation he was estimating that John Rom probably lost 1.8 million in uh, winnings from this whole deal, so he was obviously six shot in the lead. Uh, nobody even got to like what did they end at like 13 under or something like that. He was 18. I don't under. even know if it was 13. Yeah. Uh, everybody played bad on Sunday, um, and then like come on, there's got to be some kind of insurance clause or something like that in the in the in the bylaws to where this guy doesn't just come out with zero. You know? I know. I'm so torn. Like, uh, I'm completely with. I don't think they should have pulled him out. Um, my official stance is that they should have just let him play. I know that, like, if that were up to me, but I know that the the rule. I mean, the rules the for rules. the PPA. Right. Yeah, like, hey man, like you get popped to this, like you're DC or you know DQing basically. They're not. You can't really call it a withdrawal because he wouldn't have withdrawn himself. Right. Um, but. So it's just a tough spot. Like I know that he, and what was weird is like, how did, uh, if it was contact tracing and I know that he uh, tested positive, like how did Morikawa and whoever the, I can't remember the other guy he played with. They all play like, um, they had to know, they like, I don't know, how they get to, I don't know how they get to continue playing. And exactly. then it was like, they were already around everybody else. So yeah. it was like, where does the line, where do you stop? Like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. They all have contact mm-hmm. tracing at that point. Correct. Yeah. Like, so, um, and I don't know the protocols of that, so I don't – I mean, it would just – I think the weird situation was that he was – I mean, he's literally up by six strokes, like, yeah. on the field. So I – mean, It sucks that he – and I – it sucks that they had to do it – or they did it, like, right off the 18th green. Uh-huh. But I get why they – I mean, with, like, him – they don't want him around anybody else, so I get that. But it just – the optics of it were pretty shitty. Oh. Uh, I thought – I thought it was because I, I was watching it. I was working, and I had it on – and uh, I thought that he, uh, I thought somebody died. Yeah, I thought a family member died. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And, uh, and so Jim, I was like, Jim okay. Nance doesn't even know what's going on. It was just weird, like, to do that on camera. Yeah. So, I don't know. But 
I mean, if they say to get vaccinated or this could happen, and then you know, it's just like the, I think it's just like the, the worst thing that could happen for the PGA to PGA Tour also. Yeah, uh, to have like one of your big name guys be leading in a tournament, and then just have to well, DQ why, himself. Why aren't they vaccinated? I don't. I, I don't it was understand. just a I mean, a uh, a personal thing. We, uh, I don't know. I, mean, uh, it, I haven't gotten mine because I have. I I got COVID four months ago. Well, you're you're not yeah. also playing for 1.8 million. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, yeah. Well, hey, I could be. I mean, uh, it, no. it goes to the fact that, like, when, okay, when um, Phil Mickelson, long time, ago, I used to always think about this. About what, 15 years ago, Phil Mickelson will walk around, and he has literally man boobs walking around, and I'm thinking, okay, you're a professional golfer, like your body is like is everything, right? Like you would think you would take care of yourself a little bit better like hit the gym or whatever. Like for me to do it, I'm fine. I'm in advertising sales. Like it's not, it's not making a difference in what I'm doing every day, but you're literally a professional golfer. You would think that this would do same with this. Like you're going into a weekend tournaments at the Memorial. Like this, this could happen. Like, unless you go get vaccinated, like go get vaccinated. No, I completely agree. And I'm not, I'm, not that I'm you can't test I'm... positive. I don't know how that works. If you can test positive, still vaccinated. Well, or what, apparently but... he, test, he tested positive. And then they held it out, and then they he had a second like two days in a row. Okay, from what I from what I've heard, but to go to get away from the false positive stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he um, hell, he probably cares more about the win. Like, you know, once you're worth fifty million, like you know, what's another one? I think he just wanted the win, and but yeah, it's it's tough. So with that win, I don't know. I'm sure he's pretty much qualified for every thing that he needs to qualify for right like yeah well you think about so that the end of the year where like he because i think if they haven't changed it the tour championship you start out with like a certain score right so that win uh would have started him you know he had to jump from like say 20th place to seventh place where you're starting you know if the turn if the year ended today he'd be you know two strokes back or whatever instead of yeah. Five. Yeah. And that that goes to you know having ten million or whatever the in the FedEx Cup uh, playoffs. So you're telling me he's lost ten million dollars because if he got it, he got I mean, a cold. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> a very good, but you know what's even tough? Or he, uh, I don't think he can even get on a golf course like you know because next week's the is he, Tory Pines the uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, I, think I don't think he can even show up until like the night before. Right. I, th- I think I heard um, Tuesday is okay, the first Tuesday. day he can he can go practice on Tuesday, and then he's got Wednesday, and then obviously the Thursday. Yeah. So, so I mean, he's cutting it close. Yeah. But I was. Um, do you think that would have happened to Tiger? You, wait. Do you think? You think, do you think they would? Do you think Tiger out? was up six strokes that you'd hear uh, that he? You know, they think they'd make him withdraw. Now you think it's like the LeBron effect? Like, okay, LeBron was hanging out with all these guys on a boat. Um, they're not going to give him the COVID protocols or whatever because he's LeBron. Yeah, you, you think deal. Tiger, you know, I think they pop Tiger and t- pull him off the course. I don't think so. I think you hear about that like on the, you know, the next week saying that they found out late and, you know, he's going to miss, you know, this week, but he'll be back for the U.S. Open. Interesting question. So, yeah. Very so, interesting. I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, there's no way they pop Tiger or Jack, you know, somebody, you know, tier like top tier player. Right. And I mean, John Rahm's playing fantastic. So man, that just, that was a terrible situation. Um, yeah. 
he handled it, I think, pretty well because he just came out and said, hey, look, it, it happened and it is what it is, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, you know, he's probably all, like – That's on me, but it, it sucks. I gave up <laughs> gave up $2 million, um, but – So sad. bad. Um, all right, so big weekend here in Baton Rouge because we got – big weekend in Starkville too. So we got regionals coming up. So I know we're a bogeys and bourbon, but um, this is a big deal for us. LSU baseball wasn't even supposed to be here this year. And we've snuck into the Supers uh, playing Tennessee. And then you guys got Notre Dame coming in to Starkville. And, like, I had uh, Ben Mintz on, big college baseball guy, uh, last night on another podcast. And he was telling me that's his upset pick is Notre Dame beating beating uh, Mississippi State at Duty Noble. I, I cannot imagine a team like Notre Dame going into – I like, it's just a different world going from where you've been playing and then going into Duty Noble. Um, I just feel like I don't, I don't know how a team can go in there and like, I guess that gives you a lot of energy and a lot of like, I don't know, motivation going into a game like that, but you gotta be a little starry eyed going into a stadium like that. Right. Yeah. And no, I feel like you have to be, I mean, to go from, I don't know what Notre Dame is playing in front of, but I guarantee you it's not 10,000 people every night. No. And I feel like Ben kind of had some low hanging fruit. Cause I think that's the only ranked matchup left in the super like you know yeah. um, so i think like the rank, i think the rankings of like what's going to be the best super regionals is a lot i think and i'm i'm i know i'm biased but i think a lot of people are probably saying lsu and tennessee and then like notre dame and mississippi state well i know that state's the seven seed and notre dame's the 10 yeah, right and then i think that's the only two that were yeah. you know the national like the seedings like everybody else lost or um yeah. It's not that cool. L- like, LSU's yeah. is going to be rocking because of, first of all, Tennessee is just madhouse right now. And, like, there's a fan base there that's been begging for a good team for a long time, and they finally got one, and they're all in, man. Um, but there's also a lot of trash talk that's been happening back and forth between the two fan bases. And you got LSU's got this storied program going into a brand-new you know, program in Tennessee and they think they're all that. And there's, there's a lot of back and forth going on locally. So there's, there's probably some Tennessee fans that are talking a lot of shit that haven't been to a game in 10 years. Like didn't even know that where the stadium was. That's right. Um, so, but I mean, they are, they do look good. Um, yeah, absolutely. I wish, I wish that I knew more. I haven't, I mean, I didn't even know Notre Dame had a program until, you know, this year. So it was like, I haven't kept up with, I mean, I knew that, the last time I thought about Notre Dame baseball was when Jeff Samarja played for him. Well, yeah, so uh, Paul Maneri was the coach at Notre yeah, Dame, yeah, he was. and then he came yeah. to the shoe. Yeah, but they haven't been good since then. I mean, it's been a long time since they've been really good. And uh, but Ben Mintz was talking about how they can just they can just flat out hit. So no, I mean, they beat the shit out of the ball this past. They put up like fifty runs in three yes. games. Um, they beat UConn twenty six to three. That was one of the games, I think. So yeah. So I mean. Uh oh. Justin may have technical difficulties. Network connection is low. So um, yeah, we were talking about. Um, we'll wait for him to get back on. But we were talking about Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame, the Notre Dame Mississippi State matchup is very intriguing. Not only just a small team, well, small. I shouldn't say small team. Small market team like a um, like a, a Notre Dame going into Mississippi State. Um, I think that um, Mississippi State, the 
aura around that whole program and then that stadium is a lot for a team like Notre Dame to handle. Um, but, man, I, if they can hit the ball, I think that's going to be a very exciting regional. Um, but LSU, Tennessee, to me, is going to be a madhouse. And it's, you know, um, you had uh, you had a team before, whenever LSU went there last time, they got swept. But they had two walk-offs in the series to win the game. There was a lot of trash talk, apparently. Um, so there's a couple of teams that really don't like each other, too. Plus, you got a coaching situation going on right now with Paul Maneri uh, leaving. Um, Tony Vitalo could be the coach coming in. There's a lot going on there. So um, I know we're a golf and bourbon podcast, but baseball is kind of front and center right now. Um, Tory Ponds, we're going to talk about that whenever um, Justin comes back on too, because I'm interested in the um, and who's going to play well at Tory Pines. Um, that's kind of what I want to know, and like you know, who's the best kind of player that would match up right at that course. Um, so whenever he comes back on, we'll do that. Um, <clears throat> here's Justin right here. He must have had some technical uh, issues, and now you're on your phone, I see. Huh? I'm, on my, I'm on my phone. I don't know what um, – That's all right. We just, like, we just had a power surge. We're just going to keep rolling with the punches. Yeah, no, I got it. Um, all right, so I was just talking about the regionals, but then I, I switched gears a little bit, and I was wanting to talk about Tory Pines a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know the course. I don't remember the course. I know they play there plenty of times, but I don't remember the course. Who's going to match up really well in that course? And, like, how is it going to – like, who's going to play well, that kind of thing? Is it a long hitter or or somebody like, um, you know, I don't know. Who's our guys that can, like, pin, pinpoint the ball in different spots and maybe have a good, a good drive but, like, really good iron play, you know? I, I think it's all going to come down to the long driver. Um, and I – don't like saying that, but I think that, like, if you're not in the top 10, I think I read a stat somewhere. It was like, if you're not in the top 10 driving, like, no U.S. Open champion has been, like, has won it without being in the top 10 that week in driving distance. But what, uh, about, what about fairways hit? Was that a, is that an issue there, too? Or, like, a huge issue, um, huge issue there. We, um, I watched the Tory Pines tournament last year, but obviously it'll play different for U.S. Uh, Open, right? U.S. Open. I love the videos that they always show, like, before, where they, like, you drop a ball on the rough and you can't find it, and it's, like, six inches deep. Uh, it cracks me up. And then it never plays that bad um, ever. Yeah, after that, right. Yeah. But uh, we did have uh, – one of my buddies actually qualified for the okay. U.S. Aiden Buckley, he's a member at Tupelo Country Club where I'm a member. And uh, he and I play some when he's home. And um, he shot 10 under at the qualifying uh, spot. So he's on a he's a corn fairy winner this year and he's uh I think he's a couple weeks away. If he has a couple good weeks, I think he'll get his tour card wrapped up. So and then there's a couple other guys from Mississippi, Chad Ramey and Davis Riley. They're both gonna be PGA tour bound this next year. But I think we had three or four Mississippi guys qualify for the US Open. So it's cool to see some guys that you actually know or have um, you know grown up following. And the the qualifying for that is, I mean, it's literally one event. Is that right, or do you have multiple events you got to do? It's a two day uh, tournament. Okay, so it's the it's the tour card that's so hard to get, right? Like, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, the U.S. Open is a two day tournament. Yeah, the um, PGA Tour card is. You play all year at the Corn Ferry Tour, and if you're in the top 25, I don't know how they do it with the super season, like COVID lengthened season. Yeah. 
a you, typically it's the top twenty five on the um on Corn the ferry? okay. Actually, here I can jump back on the um, mainstream. The so top twenty five of Corn Ferry gets in. It used to be like it feels like it used to be more than that, like more than um, like more of a qualifier to get into those. Yeah, I don't remember what uh, what they used to like do. Very but very strenuous, you know. It's it's tough. I was talking to a buddy today about how they had a guy that we watched and it was, they have it projected out pretty well. It's like Andy Katz with the, or uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but does the NCAA March Madness. But he, uh, the guy has, they have it projected where like, you're going to get the tour card or not. And this dude had to make like a birdie on a par five or a par to finish up on 18. And he made like one stroke higher than he needed to. Oh. He like, he was on the green and two or close to it and then made a bad ship and had it like 10 feet and then missed it. So it must, he must've had to make a birdie. Did he know? And yeah. And he knew, and he was like trying to uh, fight back tears. It was tough. Oh. But so yeah, it's um uh, so they'll, whoever finishes in the top 25 this year, um, will get full status on the PGA. Okay. So, uh, your friend is kind of close to that Hayden Buckley, right? Yeah. Like number 30, he's in the thirties. I think, I think he's like 33, 34. Okay. So he's a couple good weeks away, or a, yeah, a couple weeks of having good golf away from being right. So, but hopefully he does that soon. Um. All right. So, what else do we have going on? Um. I think we talked about a few things. Like, so we went over the old fashions. You, you're good there. Um. We're gonna we're gonna. I'll, I'm gonna see if I can explore some some more old fashions this week. And I'll do a little a review of those. We'll put them on the social media. So everybody go follow us at Bogey's Bourbon on um, Twitter and our Instagram page. We're going to start doing that a little bit more, I think, too. So I'm uh, still doing one team, one podcast, but now I've got interns helping me out so I can kind of like concentrate on other stuff. You're fancy. Yeah, but you're, you're going to be home with kids, so you need to start doing stuff, too, I think. So you don't have, any, you don't have anything else to do. Yeah, exactly. No, it'll be a piece of cake. <laughs> Sleep all the time and eats. Like there's, he's just like me. That's right. Um, same sleep schedule. Hopefully, he's got the same sleep schedule. Is it a boy? Do you know yet? Yeah, it's a boy. Boy. Okay. So, do you have the name picked out? Yeah, James uh, Tabor. T A B O R is my mom's maiden name. Is he going to be James or is he going to be Jimmy or Tabor? Huh? It'll be Tabor, T-A-B-O-R. You're going to call him Tabor? And, yeah. So it's James Tabor, but you're going to call him Tabor. Yeah, and it'll probably morph into JT because he's going to be a golfer. JT Hillhouse. Yep. That, that does sound like a golfer. Either a yeah. golfer or like a, a closer coming in for, from the pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll probably be a lineman. Uh, he'll probably be some, you know, if he's like me, he'll be thick. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, next week we'll uh, we'll look out for that for sure, and we'll post that too if you if you want us to. And then we if we may have a guest uh, appearance from somebody else to kind of fill the gap. Um, yeah. But I think I think we'll wrap it up then. So, um, all right, this has been Bogies and Bourbon Podcast. Matt and Justin signing off. Justin has got a busy busy week ahead, so y'all say a prayer for him and uh, let's go hit him straight. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon.